Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, the New York Knickerbockers, despite the fact they are the biggest joke in professional sports, they continue to be the gift that keeps on giving. Believe it or not, there are actually some real positive storylines to the NBA to get to as well. So I figured we'd welcome in our old pal. He's now Mr. California. You can check him out on SiriusXM NBA Radio. The great Justin Termini. JT, what's shaking, brother? Well, I woke up the other day. I forgot I was in. Uh, I forgot I was in Los Angeles. Then I went to a professional basketball game, and I saw the home team win. So I realized I can't possibly be in New York. I got to be somewhere else. And yes, I, realized, yeah, I was going to say the weather might not be much of a difference now because it's been in the mid fifties, and you, you thank the fact that global warming is helping us out here in February. But as far as basketball product, yes, you see wins out in Los Angeles. In New York, what you have is an owner taking on. A celebrity director. You have fans yelling, sell the team. They're booting them out of the building. And JT, think about it for a minute. Monday night, the win over the Rockets should have been one of the highlights in what's been a miserable season. RJ Barrett plays great. They win late in the fourth quarter. It's something to build on. But yet the storyline again is James Dolan making himself the center of attention and getting into one of these unnecessary feuds that just further adds to the idea of the Knicks being this massive laughing stock. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the days where I'm thinking, oh, we're going to jump on the air tomorrow. Leon Rose takes over the, the team officially as the president. R.J. Barrett's on the floor with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and he's arguably the best player on the floor that night. He hits the what would eventually be the game-winning shot. And then the next day we're talking about Spike Lee and James Dolan. And here's the way I would phrase it. Like, even if Dolan is in the right, okay, like even if Dolan had, had told him you're not allowed to use this, uh, this entrance for whatever reason, they're at odds, like, you know you're not going to win that PR fight, with, especially with the media in New York when you've done them no favors. Like, so from that perspective, it's just an idiotic thing to get involved with. Like, even if you are in the right and you don't want Spike using that entrance, you're not going to win that PR battle until you're not winning. 
So like in Los Angeles, if for some reason, the Lakers just said, like, Jack, you got to use a different uh, a different entrance here, okay? And it turned into a whole thing. You think Laker fans care? No, because they're focused on winning a championship. With the Knicks fan, they got nothing else to focus on, so it's going to be blown out of proportion. And it seems like, JT, anytime you're dealing with Dolan, these sort of issues prop up. And maybe it's to your point that the Knicks have been so bad for the last two decades that these issues get more attention than they probably deserve. But, you know, there are certain owners, there are certain people that know how to, like, diffuse the situation. It seems like Dolan goes out of his way to, like, ignite these situations and make them a thousand times worse. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things, like you see it with Miami. Miami, Pat Wiley pulls off the trade for Andre Iguodala, right? And they acted like he pulled off the trade for Magic and Bird in his prime. The guy was 36 years old when he, when he dealt with him. Then Miami doesn't play good basketball for the last two months. Miami is, what, I think a 500 basketball team, and they're one game above 500. Uh, over the last 25 games, people are acting like they're the 87 Lakers because they get the media on their side, whatever they're doing. They've got the media on their side, and there's other organizations like that as well that can struggle, and the media will actually defend them, and it's almost like they have fans working for the team. Now, I I don't think that's ethical, but other organizations understand how to develop that relationship. In New York, I think they have to understand that, and then you're allowed to, to misbehave, then you're allowed to lose, but you have to have the media on your side because the media, as we know, and not just sports, politics, whatever, controls people's brains and the way they, they, they think about things. And right now the Knicks are painting in a bad light. So when they give the media an opportunity to go out there and slam them or the fans to go out there and slam them, they're going to jump all over that opportunity. JT, double whammy for the Knicks. Not only are you dealing with all this nonsense over the last 48 hours, you look at Christos Porzingis' stat line in the last four or five games. If that doesn't make a Knicks fan sick to their stomach, I don't know what will. And we talked about this. I remember I had you on the minute that trade was made, and we agreed. If they don't end up with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you name it, it's a monumental flop. You look at what they got in return. Even though they got a couple of first-round picks, what they freaking do? They're going to be in the oh. late 20s. <laughs> Who cares? You got an all-star guy basically going for like 30 and 14 each of his last four or five games. And I get it. Durability will be the question with Porzingis throughout his career. But my goodness. The Knicks basically traded Christos Porzingis 30 cents on a dollar. And even if all Dallas got was Tim Hardaway Jr., they might have won that trade because Tim Hardaway Jr. has actually been pretty good for him this year. And I, I said this week right after the, the Spike Lee thing came down, I said, this is, this is not even the most embarrassing part about what is happening in New York right now, okay? The most embarrassing part should be what Porzingis is doing. And I'll stretch it out further than the last four or five games. You go back to February, you go back to January 31st, okay? That's over a month now. January 31st, this guy is top 10 in points, top 10 in rebounds, top 10 in blocks. He's been a very good defensive player. He's averaging during that span over 27 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks. He's shooting 49% from the field. He's shooting 40% from three during that span. That's 12, 13 games where he's been one of the 10 best players in the NBA. So that, to me, is the part that the Knicks fans should be most irate about, not whether or not Spike Lee has to use a different entrance. Okay, JT, now Leon Rose takes over. What was your initial take when you found out he was going to be the team president? 
Well, my initial take was one of positivity when they got Steve Mills out because everybody that I've talked to that's been involved with that organization at a high level, to be honest with you, actually has nice things to say about James Dolan. They don't mind him. They they don't think that he butts into their business. They think that he allows them to, to spend all the money they could possibly want to spend in order to put a good product out there like he will spend. And I think that's, a, that's something he has over maybe 15, 20 other owners in the sport is he's always going to be willing to spend. They always pointed to him just trusting his front office a little bit too long and, and putting too much power in the hands of Steve Mills. They pointed the finger at him. And I'm talking about really high people within that organization, former employees. So I thought that was a positive step in getting him out. Now, Leon Rose obviously doesn't have the experience in this role, but he has the connections where at least he'll get the meetings. I mean, a couple of years ago, all right, you're not going to meet with Durant. You're not going to get a meeting with, I don't know, who else was it? Lamarcus Aldridge they wanted the meeting with. Uh, now you'll at least, you would hope, get the meeting because he's got all these types of connections. Let's just surround him with other basketball people. So I, I like the addition of, of, of Leon Rose, despite the fact that he doesn't have that background of, like, say, a Masai Ujiri or a, a Neil Olshek. It's fascinating, but I think nailing the head coach is so important. They've gone through so many different coaches. I think they need a basketball lifer. I think they need a guy who knows the New York area. If I'm making the call, JT, I want either Jeff Van Gundy or Tom Thibodeau coaching his team. Where would you go for the next head coach? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say the same thing. And I, I would go to Thibodeau. Uh, you know, Van Gundy's been out of the game for a while, but I certainly could handle it. And that would be a PR win. I'm not sure if Thibodeau's as big of a PR win as Jeff Van Gundy would be. But, you know, Thibodeau deserves another opportunity because, one, he did a good job in Chicago, right? And, two, I don't think we realize what a disaster it is in that organization in Minnesota. So I think it would be unfair to judge Thibodeau based off what transpired there. Now, I wouldn't allow Thibodeau to make decisions because I don't think he made good decisions in regards to bringing and Jimmy Butler and everything falling from there. They make the trade for Jimmy Butler and they give up uh, They give up Zach Levine instead of Andrew Wiggins. They give the big money to Andrew Wiggins. Like, I don't think he made necessarily great decisions in regards to personnel, but in regards to being a head coach, I would give him the opportunity. Justin Termini over at SiriusXM NBA Radio and JT, I can't believe this guy's coming back, but I'm thrilled to hear they're going to see Steph Curry on the court come Thursday. We know the Warriors are having a miserable season Obviously, the Warriors are thinking about next year when they get Klay Thompson back in the fold, when they'll have themselves a lottery pick, when they can kind of finagle what they're going to do moving forward with this new era. But so many guys would just basically shut it down and say, you know what, I don't want to be out there. I don't want to compete. In this day and age with his load management, guys basically checking out for months and months at a time, I think it's rather refreshing seeing a guy like Curry busting his butt and making sure he wants to get back on the court. No, I, I agree. I mean, guys act like they're entitled to the money that they're making and they don't have to go out there and play. And, I mean, that's what makes Steph Curry great, right? I mean, that's what makes somebody at the highest level of their craft very good is the fact that he wants to be competitive and he wants to go be uh, back out there. And in regards to, like, all right, well, they should tank and they should just get him healthy for next year. Well, it's nice to get him with some uh, some continuity with some of these young players, especially Andrew Wiggins. That way you're ahead of the game uh, next year when they when they meet. And in regards to tanking, like who the hell is out there? I mean, it's not 2007 where you've got Kevin Durant out there, so you had several teams tanking to try and get him and Greg Oden. It's not 1997 with Tim Duncan, another year where there was significant tanking at the top. There's no Zion Williamson that we know of. Like the draft class isn't that great for the upcoming year. And plus, they're going to finish regardless of whether they have Curry or they don't. They're going to finish with one of the uh, two worst records in the in the sport. So, yeah, I like the fact that Curry is, is coming back, especially in a season we have no Durant, we have no Clay Thompson. Like, we need stars to be out there. So, I like it. Justin, I was dialed in 
to this New Orleans-Dallas game, which was absolutely terrific. New Orleans is on the rise. They're probably going to fall short of the postseason this year. But with Ingram and you got Zion Williamson out there, I mean, they got some bona fide, big-time type pieces. And Zion is so much fun to watch. I love that he's shining and thriving in the NBA. But then you got Luka. I mean, my goodness, that guy is a highlight reel. I mean, the the behind-the-back passes, being able to get in the lane, being able to set up his teammates, hit a shot, do it all. I mean, you watch a game like that, JT, and I know we're searching for, like, that next generation of stars. Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson are going to be there, I think, for the next five to seven years in the league. I don't think there's any doubt. Oh, yeah, there's there's two at the top of the list, the 21, 22 years of age and under, because I saw some the other day where people are trying to throw Jason Tatum into that mix, and Tatum is amazing. He's got the potential to be a top-ten player in the league. He's not going to be able to affect the game in as many facets as Luka Doncic or Zion Williamson. It's those two guys. I'd go in the direction of of Luka over Zion, just because we've seen it for a little bit of a longer period of time, and the game is turning into more of a perimeter type of game, whereas uh, it's directed towards that type of talent. So I would take Luka over Zion, but it's really close. They're both going to be great here moving forward. Now, the one thing that I say about the numbers that we see, like Luka put up another triple-double today, it's amazing. I love seeing all the big numbers out there, but I just caution people that that, maybe haven't been following the sport for 30 years. We're going to see a lot of these numbers. It is so much easier to put up great numbers in the sport today when you see that Luka Doncic has put up 22 triple-doubles here at the age of 22. He just turned 22 the other day. Uh, and Magic put up by that time maybe, you know, I think it was five or six triple-doubles over that span of his career. It is so much easier to put up numbers for guys today than it has ever been in the history of the sport. So don't demean guys that played in the 60s, 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s just because you're seeing numbers put up today like this. It doesn't mean these guys are better. But, yes, there's a lot of young talent in the league, so they're in good shape. I think that's a great point. You know what I would equate it to, JT? It's like passing yards in the NFL. It's like yeah. the idea of throwing for four. 4,000 yards in 1985 is drastically different than throwing for 4,000 yards now. Different game. I mean, it's the same thing in the NBA. The three-point shot, the rule changes, the style of play. I mean, it's like watching two different sports if you really think about it. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And here's the thing that really pisses me off as well is you get a lot of people that'll that'll come out and go, oh, well, this old Oscar Robertson's like, get off my lawn. Charles Barkley's like, get off my lawn, et cetera. They're just bitter old men. Well, here's the issue is you have people using these numbers in the media today and going, look what Luka Doncic is doing and look at the pace that he's on as opposed to Magic Johnson. That means that Luka can be Magic Johnson. It doesn't necessarily mean that. And then you demean these guys because you're looking at these numbers. Like the guys back in the day, it wasn't as easy for them to put up these numbers I mean we're seeing it now like LeBron James didn't all of a sudden just be a guy that records triple doubles nonstop, whereas he couldn't do that 10 years ago when he actually was 25 26 27 in the prime of his career he was a better player back then but his numbers look better today than they did five six seven eight years ago because it's just a lot easier to put up numbers JT the Rockets have been playing great basketball since they made the trade getting rid of Capella bringing in Covington going to this small ball lineup I think it could work in the regular season. I'm highly skeptical it's going to work come May and June. I mean, they go up against the Lakers. They go up against the Los Angeles Clippers. I have the same questions about their star players. I have the same question about their head coach. So when you add all of that up, are you buying the idea that this will be the formula once and for all to get this Rocket team over the top? 
No, I don't think so. And I think if, if they do win, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm in significant trouble because I have been so steadfast in the fact I don't see this working. Already it's shocking that they're 11-3 and three in, with this lineup. I mean, and they've beaten really good teams. They beat the Lakers, who also have size. Uh, they did that in L.A. on the road. They beat the Jazz twice with this style. They beat the Celtics uh, twice. Uh, and, you know, The Celtics are a little bit smaller, but Boston's a really good team. So they've beaten some very good teams. I'm surprised by that. But I'm still pretty confident. I'm very confident that it's not going to work in the postseason for multiple reasons. Uh, and one is the game gets a lot more physical. You play a little bit more often when you get to the conference finals, when you play every other day. I mean, is P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington going to play the center position when every other day they've got a bang with Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, et cetera. So I'm skeptical that this carries over into the, into the postseason. It's great for the regular season. There's no time to plan a postseason series. You're going to have some very bright head coaches sitting down and going like, all right, now we, you know, it's just not one game in a schedule, second out of a back-to-back. We can sit down here and formulate a game plan as to how to stop them, and I think they will. Justin, before we get you out of here, Friday night, can't wait, Lakers, Bucks, 10-30 game, we're on the same page, doesn't matter what kind of numbers LeBron James is putting up. Giannis is the MVP of the league. The numbers speak for themselves. I don't care if LeBron's 35. I don't care about what he's doing in the Western Conference. Giannis's numbers are MVP worthy, but are we looking at a finals preview? Gut feel at this point. Will I be sitting down in early June and the teams I'm watching Friday night, are they playing in this year's NBA finals? I'm going to say no. Just I'm going to pick the field that like one of those two teams will be there. But it's one of those seasons where there's – and even though the Bucks have historically been good in regards to, like, the numbers they're putting up and the, the, the amount of wins that they're chasing, I just don't think that they're as dominant as maybe some of the other teams we've seen in the past. Same with the Lakers. Like, one of those two teams will be – I wouldn't be shocked if both teams make it. But if there's going to be a year where there's an upset in the postseason, I would say this year. Like, the Clippers, for example, I think have the most talent – They just haven't got it together as far as a rhythm, as far as chemistry is concerned. So I could see a team upset in the the Bucs, and I could certainly see a team upset in the Lakers. Lakers are just too thin. I think that's going to be a problem. There you have it. The great Justin Termini. Check him out on SiriusXM NBA Radio. And JT, now that you're a California boy, I feel like you're never making your way back to New York. But if you do, after the NBA season, I expect to see you out in the Bronx. And hopefully, you know, Judge and Stan will be back where they need to be. I would hope. Yeah, but, so I'll come back there for the one winning team that you've got in the city. At Seriously, least I, I hope sounds about right. Uh, the Islanders, though, you can't forget about them. The Islanders and the Rangers have winning teams. But uh, so, uh, I know what you mean. Jets, Giants, Knicks, forget about it. It's sad. It's very sad. Very sad. It's depressing. There you have it. Justin Termini, good stuff, my friend. We will uh, catch up soon, all right? Sounds good, Judge. Thanks for having me on. There you have it. The great Justin Termini over at NBA Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.